Welcome to the wedding. Welcome to the wedding. I was like, I keep doing this. We are out of practice. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. we're back. We are back. And we haven't been practicing. We clearly. have not. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Sade. Sorry for our rough start. I'm Kim. And um, yeah, we're widowed and, you know. And a little out of our minds sometimes. I know. And um, it is the end of summer. How I mean, not, is that even possible? Not technically, but you know, summer does feel like it's it's pretty much over. I know yeah. summer I can't as it always it's does. September, like what the heck? What exactly? How it happens every year. I know. Our summers get away from us, and we never seem to do everything that we want. I know. It just yeah. It's it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, I I would say your summer's been fun. Mine's My been, a, been a, fun. a lot of work, a little bit of fun. I I um, I kind of felt like I cashed in on all my Christmas. Um, I call it Christmas in summer. All the things that were pushed forward from twenty twenty. Oh yeah, you good, know, good. And, and you, yes, right? yes, yeah. yeah. Took so. a trip to Europe. I know. Um, I'm so jealous. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. I was there with millions and millions of other people who was, all decided it was time to travel. <laughs> I said, we're free to travel. Uh, we're all going to go. Exactly. Um, and the heat wave. And that was rough. Yeah. It, was, it was different. I mean, where we live here in the States, we're high and dry. Yeah. Um, when it gets hot here, you know, everyone jokes about it being a dry heat, but it is a difference when it's a dry heat that you're used to Absolutely. and you go where it's not a dry heat. Yeah, um, I can't breathe. It's, yeah. Uh, it's like, I'm breaking a sweat, but it doesn't seem to evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, of course, just amazing to be able to travel again, yeah. to feel, you know, not so paranoid again. Mm -hmm. Um, was on, you know, packed planes, packed trains, packed subways, just, you know, a lot of people traveling. Um, and luckily, knocking on wood, um, came back and uh, did not get COVID. Wow. Surprisingly. I mean, there, there were, there were very, very few people wearing masks, which was, um, which was comforting and also a little concerning at yeah. first. But then I thought, you know, um, we're going to go with it. Yeah. We're going to enjoy our lives. And if we get COVID, okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll deal out. with them. Yes. Right. But um, right. yeah, it was, it was fabulous to, you know, go be around people again. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that was, that was a good energy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to see lots of pictures. I've seen some of them, but. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was, I, I, I feel like um, a little bit like widowhood, you know, things go back to normal, but not quite the same way. They're never quite mean? the same. Yeah. And that's a really yeah. good analogy. And normal is a word that I tend not to, because what is normal anyway, but it's, it's just so that relative. you reach some kind of equilibrium and you realize that, oh, it's not the same as it was mm -hmm. before. Yeah. And I, I've thought about the pandemic and widowhood and, 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 and our, our, um, our, our new friends that have become widowed because of the pandemic or during the pandemic mm -hmm. and just how, oh my goodness, because for you and me, and we've talked about this, how, of course, upending 
the death of our spouses was. Right. We were all upended by the pandemic. Exactly. And, and then to what lose a, a person spent. on top of oh that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. In the midst of that. When In the midst of that. Nobody knew what we were doing. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that has that has certainly been um, something that I've thought a lot about since mm -hmm. since becoming widowed. Um, you and I have talked about this too. Um, we talked about our blissful lives before, like right up to the minute. And for got, you, yeah. it was mm -hmm. the moment he passed. Yep. N so unexpectedly, just left center, very, right? Just so quickly. I mean, you. You was, had that shocking line in the sand before being widowed and after him passing. And mine was a little drawn out a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But my line, my world turning upside down was Scott's diagnosis. Right. And then 20 days later, him passing away. Um, and how different that has been for you and me. And we've talked about this. Your world was, your world was crumbling when my life was really great at that yeah. time oh we did talk about yes, that, that you're, like we hadn't even met but we, I mean, we didn't we, know each yeah, other we didn't know each other yeah. you um you became widowed may yeah, first yeah of 2011. two weeks after lacan died you got i got married. engaged oh, got i got engaged engaged, engaged. Yes, yeah and yes. and then you know living blissful you know happiness being engaged and planning a wedding and you know all of that while you were you know, in the darkest days of your life and just that juxtaposition. So it, it, it just came to my mind, like now when things are going well, mm -hmm. you know, for, for lack of a better word, do you think about people? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's like, you know, it always crosses my mind. Like, well, what, who, you know, I'm in this, happy space is it so you, you talked about the summer and going to europe and for mm -hmm. me it was a lot of music like seeing iconic <laughs> musicians that i've wanted to see forever Fabulous. you know like elton john oh, and what a highlight alicia keys oh, and you know and and then in the same breath you know you know I, i'm walking into these places thinking wow these tickets are from 2020 i wonder who it's mm -hmm. not here, right? Not yeah, here. because you know yes. they lost someone, or they they died themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. All of that just kind of, you know, we don't percolates. Get... And I, I don't know that you can you mm -hmm. can't separate it anymore. I right? can't. Yeah, no. I, it is something I think yeah. about a lot. Yeah. Um, especially you know this year with my brother passing yeah. away. Um, and I also lost an aunt this mm. year. Um, I you know, wasn't close to her my whole life, but you know, she was my only blood aunt right. and she passed away. Um, I didn't even know that. It's, so. um, oh, thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's not far from my mind thinking about, you know, how fragile life is, how yeah. quickly it turns on a dime. So uh, I will say maybe that's a silver lining to losing Scott was realizing just how quickly life changes and, and how precious, how it, precious is. it really yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, it took a while to get there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly not something that I appreciated in the first weeks or months after losing him. I know. And if you're newly widowed, you know, just, 
don't even buy into the silver lining thing until you're no, ready. No, no. You know, you, I, I, I was just going to say, allow yourself to feel as crappy, crappy as you and feel. as angry and as pissed off as you want to be For because sure. um, it, it definitely does take time. I remember when I went to grief support, and I don't know if I've mentioned that here, but um, the the counselor, so they, they would have the kids and they would all do their, um, you know, they group them by age and they would do their thing and then all the parents would get together. And, you know, one of the things that was constantly thrown around was, um, oh, your kids are going to be so compassionate and your kids are going to be so resilient and your kids are going to be this. And I would literally say, fuck that. Like, <laughs> right? I, I don't, I, you know, like really, like I would take shitty kids and have a husband, right? You know, exactly. and it took a long time for me to be able to hear that and not, and not be protest. Angry? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know, because it's like really like, our responsibility as parents is to bring up good citizens. Right. Like they really don't need to lose their a parent no. for us to be able to do that. So it Not really but and then I also understand, right? You know, like when you're further out from it, I understand the idea of because of the experience we've had, yes, we are more compassionate and we are this and we are that, but it's a high price to pay. And, I agree. Yeah. That's a really um, important um, important thing you're bringing up um, because you and I have also talked about people who haven't gotten to this point yet Yes, and are still, um, I don't know if it's a stage or it's, um, uh, I, I, hate, I hate using the, oh, you're in this stage of grief. Well, no, you can be anywhere in yeah. a stage of you know, in the grieving process and you can be there for years. Right. And, and it's not linear. No, it is not. not. If there is anything, I mean, you've, so seen, jacked up. Yeah, you've seen, <laughs> and you've seen the memes about yes. what most people expect grief to be like is that and linear like, line. Just, and it's all, it's just it's all over the place. It's, up, down, yeah, in, It's out. like a toddler yeah. scribbled yes. all over the place. Yes. Yes. That is so true. Which, um, shout out to the Widow We Do Now girls, oh, Anita yes. and um, Mel, because they, they actually give out a sticker that shows a child scribble and it's like, this is what grief looks like. This is right. what grief looks yeah. like. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And as much as I I feel it's changed me as a person. How could it not? Yeah. How could it not change you? Um, it so, has made me more compassionate in that way. Yeah. I think I, I, you know, you said change me as a person. Yeah. And I had a hard time for a long time explaining that to my friends. Okay. You know, I, and I don't know if this is the same for you. So you, you lose your husband and there's the whole flurry of, people and and then you know life kind of reaches a balance you hear from less and less people mm-hmm. you know your mm-hmm. inner core people are still there and I remember talking to a friend of mine and you know I think she maybe she was a little bit upset with me or she just didn't quite understand what my headspace was and I said I'm not the same person and she's like what do you mean and I'm like I don't know what I mean, but I just know I'm not the same person. So fast forward to um, Camp Widow in October, I attended Michelle's um, 
workshop on um what's the name of her different, different after, after you yes and she talked about I think her statement was something like, you can't be the same person because you've lived through the death of the person that you were going to spend the rest mm -hmm. of your life with. How can you? Like, having that? walked through that, you can't go back to the person you were mm -hmm. with, with them alive. Right. And I was like, that's what I was grasping for word-wise. Like, I didn't have the, um, the words to, to describe it. I was like, oh, that makes absolute sense. First, your person is, you know, dies, you live through that. And on the other side, they're not there. And so you're rebuilding from a place of complete unknowns, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, if you, of course, you have 11 years now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, and 11 in, years. How is that possible? Years. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Yeah. How do you, I mean, is there anything, looking back, that you wish you would have known differently, that or, that you maybe could have done differently, or you wish you would have known. I so think you could have done things differently. You know, I think this spans everything. I would have been kinder to myself. I think I was just so hard on myself, and I felt like I had to be two people. Well, you did. Yeah. Being a mom and a dad to your kids. I felt like I had to be two people constantly. And it was exhausting. I wish someone would have told me how exhausting grief is. Like, you know, I just felt like I was tired all the time. And I, I totally did not relate it. <laughs> like, grief is actually physical work and mental work, right? Oh, like, it yeah. Sure is. But um, I felt like. Now my person is gone, everything's up to me, and I have to do it, and I can't, you know, make a mistake. I have to be everything for my kids. And, you know, it's like if someone had just told me, just chill. It's, the world will not come to an end mm -hmm. if a few things get dropped, which they did, and mm -hmm. then I gave myself a hard time over, right. you know. Um, and so, yeah, I would have just been kinder to myself, like, in so many ways. I'm yeah. nodding my head over here because... Um, that's probably exactly what I what I would agree with. Um, I'm not going to say I was terribly hard on myself, mm -hmm. but I wasn't kind to myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't really take many breaks for myself. Yeah, I feel a lot that I bottled up a lot of my feelings because I wanted to spare others discomfort, yes, which is a huge deal when you're grieving. And this is where we, we really need as a society to have better tools to handle grief and, and to provide support, right? Yeah. Because our grief makes others very uncomfortable. Oh, you're Debbie Downer because mm -hmm. you're sad because you're, you know, you're grieving. Well, how about, how about instead of, not inviting that person because they're grieving. How about just sit with that person and let them grieve and, right. and help, help them ease back into ease back in. life. And, you know, I think even just asking, you know, I think be, having people be comfortable with the idea that there is nothing you can say <laughs> mm -hmm. or do that will make a person feel better. No. <laughs> right. No. Like when they've had this huge loss. Um, but you can ask 
the question, you know, like it's okay to know, not know what to do and say, hey, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, but I'm here, right? Yes. Um, and I, I know we've, we've said this before, but, you know, the statement that I got from a lot of people is like, all right, let me know if you need anything. And my brain was so scrambled. Like I was barely upright. Like you, I could not process exactly. what on earth I would need, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked about those specific things that, that as widows, we could not articulate what we mm-hmm. needed, mm-hmm. but something as simple as, um, so the day Scott died, um, we still did not finish raking the leaves in our yard. And that's what we were doing when he collapsed. And there was no way I was going to spend any time raking those stupid leaves. Wherever they ended up, I didn't care. So the day he passed, um, came home from the hospital, um, and I still saw the big pile of leaves I was working on when I saw that he had collapsed. It was still there. And I said something about, and there's that stupid pile of leaves. Well, my two nephews and their wives went out and they raked all the the leaves in the yard. And I didn't notice them doing it until Mm. it was almost finished. And then that was such a big deal for me. Yeah. So when you went out and you saw the leaves, like, was that like? It was a constant reminder of what I was doing when my world turned upside down. But I meant like after they had oh. cleared it, what, what was that feel? Was it like a huge sense it was of a, relief? It was a big relief. And yeah. I was I was so deeply grateful that I didn't even have to say a word yeah. about it. And they just got to work. Yeah. I mean, and if if you've seen my yard, you know that every fall, <laughs> it's a big deal how many leaves end up in my yard. So it's a big project. Yes. And so every fall now, I think about, you know, the leaves and I... I dread it and you know, it's just something that I, I don't know. It's just something that I'm, I'm not it just doesn't stick well with me. Yeah. And so I hire it done That's because awesome. I don't want to look, I don't want to look at the leaves yeah. and torture myself about them and say, Oh, you got to rake these leaves up, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> My I, life changed when I was raking leaves. Absolutely. So I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I think like, I, I think, with a little bit of separation, the idea of what do I absolutely have to do mm-hmm. and what can I let go of and let someone else do. Boy, is that a big yeah. one too, because I think because I was raised by two very independent women, my mom and my grandmother, um, I have that internal battle of yes, I, should I should be able it. to there do you all have of this. It. There yes. is it. Someone says you should not should all of yourself. <laughs> Stop shooting all over yourself. But I get the, um, I think I remember, maybe it must have been like a week after. So everybody had left and um, someone comes to my door and she says, oh, I was sent by so-and-so to come clean your house. Like, yeah. (laughs) So this lady that I, you know, barely knew. um, Oh, my goodness. Sent her house cleaner over. I mean, um, like for what? two or three weeks, and and it was. How did like, you accept that, though? It, I did think, it like bother it was, you. <laughs> it did not. Oh. Um, it didn't because you know we had had people in the house, mm-hmm. and you know, um, I I think she was saying, "Hey, here's something practical that you could use," and you know, let her know what you need done, and 
and it was I mean, I was not going to be cleaning house <laughs> for oh, the foreseeable no. view. Like, let some you things know, go, right? There was so much stuff that I had to handle in the um, in the early aftermath um, that that wasn't. And so it was like one thing not to deal with was huge. That's nice. Yeah, that's um, nice. And and I, you know, I think it was much later that I called. I said, you know, I did not know that I needed that right mm -hmm. i did not mm -hmm. i would not have been able to articulate like oh yeah i would need you know what i mean and it's like yeah my house needs cleaning and i'm thinking i need to clean my house i'm not thinking oh i could hire somebody to do it did, right? did you wish that um your neighbor would have told you here's what i'm here's how i'd like to help you you know instead of just having her show that, up on your doorstep yeah i i maybe okay but I wasn't offended. That's good. <laughs> I was okay. not offended. That's good. That's good. I wasn't offended <laughs> at all. I was like, oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Please. <laughs> I mean, of, of course, um, a lot of people think, okay, they're not going to be cooking. They're not. So let's send some meals. Let's right. send a meal service. Let's send, you know, gift cards for dinners, things like that, which is, I'm sure is always appreciated. You don't have to think about those things. Um, I mean, there were just some very small, concrete things that can really help. Um, I remember um, a friend of mine said, can I come over and um, go for a walk with you? Yeah. And I, I thought, well, that's a lovely that's nice. thing. Yeah. And yeah, that was, that was a lovely thing to offer. And yes, let's, yeah, let's go for a walk. Yeah. And let me yeah. cry my eyes out while we're walking. I yeah yeah yeah, and I think it's a fine balance between, um, because you know there are those the people that will come into your life and they want to and they want to help you to death. Like I had that oh my <laughs> experience gosh. as well, um, and it had to do with thank you cards, oh, and yeah. my friends flew oh, out sure. and they meant so well, you know like. But the, the whole process was so jarring. It's like, we need to send that. And that, you know, so many people came to the funeral. So it was like, every single person, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to do this word merge and we'll do this and that. And they were here for a weekend. The job got half done. And then they left. Oh, no. <laughs> and, um, and you still had the other half to do. Then. I did not do it. Not do the other half, and I think like till today, um, thank you letters are that's a, tough a hard thing one. for me. Yeah, well, that's a I, tough it one. It was too. so traumatizing because um, it again, it was one of these should things. And I always tell people like, if you are doing something for someone who has lost a person, anything you do, know that they're grateful. Mm -hmm. Don't expect a thank you card, right? I, like, I mean, especially if 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 you just brought a card to right, right. to a service, don't I mean, expect. No, I, say, I don't, mean, do you thank somebody for really, bringing a know, card? I know, and even just the whole idea of thank you cards for funerals. I know it's a really nice gesture, and I know some yeah. people would argue otherwise. It it was so traumatizing for me. Like even now, I still feel the stress from that weekend. Like. And I felt like I couldn't escape. Like these guys came and they're doing this nice thing for me, and it's like, this is not fun, and I don't want to do it. Right. And so, um, when we when they left, like I literally can 
show you the box of half <laughs> from it's 11 years ago. Yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you have any thank you cards out there that didn't get sent, don't worry about it. And, and I suppose from a person who has, you know, sent sympathy cards and gifts and things like that, I have never expected yeah, no. that person to acknowledge it. And I think most people don't. I mean, and even a simple but that, thank you text or a thank you yes. when you see that person again suffices. But that's the being hard on yourself thing as well, right? You're absolutely yeah. right. It's, it's like, oh, this I person took the this, time I and I should do, thank you know, them properly. Yeah. Your world is disseminated and it's destroyed why yeah so that's yeah. another ex i agree that's yeah. an expectation that should be put out there that when you are sending thank you gifts and notes and and doing kind things for someone who's grieving just leave it at leave that it, yes and don't expect know. them to sit down and write a thank you <laughs> note or if they think about it you know, maybe two years down the road yeah you know Except that kind of etiquette rule, I think, should be thrown should be out the thrown window. Out for 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 I death, so I, I think it should be thrown out the window. And especially, you know, the other piece for me was, you know, all our friends. Just it was just so sad, you know. It's like, how am I saying thank you to this person for coming to my husband's funeral? Yeah, you know. it was just, it was just, mm, I don't know, um, but. That was me, and I was like, huh, yeah. And mm -hmm. I think like that has um, muddied the water for thank you cards with me in general. Like, but I can understand I that. I appreciate people doing stuff for me, but I have such a hard time, you know. Exactly. Not because I don't appreciate what's done, but I just associate it with, with that trauma. So. And I think... Just saying the words thank you is when you see that yes. person, that should yeah, be sufficient. I think so. And as a person on the receiving end, that's enough for right, me. Right, right. Um, and I honestly, like, whatever, you know, when I'm doing something for a person, no matter what, whether it's, I'm doing it because I want to. Yes. And it's not because I care. I'm expecting I need a thank yeah, you back. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the same is true for, like, wedding mm -hmm, gifts. Mm -hmm. Um. Although there are some people who are hard and fast about, I, I think the biggest part about thank you gifts for, or thank you cards for weddings is, did you receive, receive my, my gift? So yeah. that's the acknowledgement and right, the thanks. Right, right. Um, totally different with, yeah. with funerals. And so. you know, like weddings, I think, um, I mean, for a lot of people who get married now, you know, there's a whole like package uh -huh. that, there's an automation to it uh -huh. that happens, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the thank you cards are done. Maybe, you know, they mm -hmm. sign them and they go out, you know, at the time of printing the invitations and stuff, yeah. people yeah. print the thank you cards and have so them all ready yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. But you, you can't plan like that for, no. for a death. No. Like that's, for we sure. should not be planning like that for a death because um, we don't know it's going to. No, thank you. Yeah. Even, even if, you know it's, it's inevitable. Right. You no. still live in hope no matter what. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. My goodness, yes. Yeah. Speaking of hope, um, I uh, just recently heard about Cheryl Sandberg mm. um, getting remarried. Yes. And um, if you're familiar with um, her book, Option B, which she sitting on which, my bedside. No Kim's. worries. No worries. You'll get to it. I will send you a like thank it. you card with it when I miss uh, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You're so funny. Uh, I found that book to be incredibly helpful for me um, 
right after Scott passed. Um, so helpful. In fact, I read it three times in a row because oh, wow. I felt I felt that it really it helped me feel less alone. Mm. Um, it helped me. I mean, it, it's not just stories of resilience in people who've lost their spouses. It's people who have found reasons to be resilient with all of life's challenges. And because you should write it with, um, I think his name is Adam Grant. Adam Grant. He's phenomenal. Very much so. Mm. It's, I highly recommend the book. Um, I mean, you know, people living with all kinds of life's challenges who option A was taken off the table. It's gone. So here's option B. Are you going to live the best option B that you can? Um, so Cheryl Sandberg, um, uh, one of the CEOs or CFOs of Facebook, a big money, um, big money. Her uh, husband Dave, who was the founder of SurveyMonkey, um, he passed away, um, and um, you know, so very suddenly. And she just recently got remarried. So her. talk about hope. There yes, is hope. Yes, there is hope. There is hope. Um, so that was lovely to see, and she she looks very happy in all of the photos that I I've seen from her wedding. Married. I'm so yes. happy. Now I'm gonna go read that book. <laughs> oh, I I I think you'll find it a fast read. Yeah, and yeah. and a that you can you can read it very quickly yeah. and feel good about it. You can yes. feel that you know what option option A was taken away from me too. Look at all these people who are making the most out of option B. Yes. yes. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. But speaking of option B, I think so far, do you think we're doing we're doing a pretty decent job? I think so. <laughs> that's that's also being not so hard on not yourself. Hard. Yes, yes, yes. Is accepting yes. that. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, I think it's all about holding contrast, you know, it's never gonna be either or. Right. So it's it's nice to think about having, you know, more control maybe over our option B because we know so much more. I think so, yeah. And, you know, what I love, and I don't know, I haven't read the book yet, so I, I will give myself that homework. Um, but, <laughs> um, I, I have a feeling, so what I found for myself is that I think of life less in either or options mm-hmm. and more in and options. Oh, does I that like make that. sense? It so does. It's like, Yes, I miss my husband and I want to be happy and I want to, you know, do all these things. And like, I can be sad and happy at the same time, right? You know, um, some of those big moments in life, like birthdays and celebrations and stuff, there's always a place that will go to, oh, you know, this person isn't here anymore. He's missing it. He's missing Mm -hmm. it, but also embracing you know, it's it's almost like um, uh, you're living in this paradox all the time. Like just, it you know, is. it's happy, you're... it's sad, it's happy, it's sad. And, and I think you understand it in a more tangible way because of what you've experienced. I right? agree. Yeah. I agree. There'll always be that one little corner of your heart that hurts Yeah. as you're happy, exactly. as you're experiencing joyful moments and if you're newly widowed and it seems like you will never ever experience joy again um i'm here to tell you because i was there myself Shade was there herself um 
Yeah, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. And if you let yourself believe in it, then it's not just possible, but it's most likely. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about so I do this workshop at camp and we talked about it and um one of the one of the questions I asked in this um San Diego camp was, you know, what what would be happening? Like, you know, if you were to paint a picture of what joy would look like for you. Oh. And, you know, people wrote down things and one lady, she's very recently widowed and she said, well, what if I can't even think of anything right now? I said, that's, that's okay. Of course. Ask yourself the question. You don't have to have the answer in the moment, but even just um, thinking about what, what would joy look like? I don't have an answer. It's still a step in the right direction, right? It's still a step forward. Because you've thought about you've it. You've thought about it. You you know, it's like, cause she, and, and she was a little bit distraught because she didn't, you know, like she couldn't even fathom what joy was. And I said, it's okay. That's your starting point. So now maybe you just grapple with the question, what would joy look for me, look like for me now? And one day, you know, down the road, something will pop in and it'll be, oh yeah, this is what that looks like. And then, you know, start working towards that. So it's, it literally is, there's no wrong answer. And no, even if you not. don't have an answer, doesn't mean you can't ask the question, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And I'm thinking, I was, as you were telling that story, I was thinking in my early days of grief, I would not have even ever come up with an answer no i i how mean how could you how could you i remember literally on the funeral day thinking my life is over my that's life, it yeah, that's i have it. not you know like that was mm -hmm. that was my default for a while and then it was like oh wait there's there's room for all of it right yeah, for sure there's room for all of it for and sure. that that is I think that's hopeful because I think like sometimes we think, well, if I have joy, then I've let go of this part of me that is sad and the part of me that is missing them and the part of me. And no, you can hold all, you know, you mm -hmm. can have that. Yes, I miss this person every day. And yes, I, I want to laugh. I want to laugh a belly laugh. And yes. I want to, you know, do fun things with friends. And I want to, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And that all of those can live together with For us. sure. Yeah. There and there are, of course, um, a lot of um, a lot of expressions that you hear after after losing somebody. But but one that actually stuck with me, um, and I try to remember it as often as possible, is from the Shawshank Redemption: um, "Get busy living or get busy dying." And that's yeah. that's what Scott would have wanted for me. That's what I would have wanted for him. All right. If, if I had passed. Sorry to uh, interrupt what? you. <laughs> I'm just having a moment here because that was one of Lecon's like most favorite movies. Oh, so such yes. a wonderful movie. And like when the kids were old enough, it's like, okay, we all yeah, have to watch, watch this movie together. We watch oh. it together. I mean, that was a, yeah. 
So, Such a anyway, beautiful yeah. movie about sorry. life. Oh, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. I didn't see. We talk about triggers, and I that's know, a trigger. I know, um, I know. But it, it yeah, that was get a busy big living or get busy dying. dying. And so boy, is that true. Um, and I thought about that um, expression very shortly after Scott passed. Um, it was on the news one morning about um, a married couple who had passed away in a car accident, and. Of course, that's always tragic to hear, but I was, I was incredibly envious of the wife. Mm. And I know that sounds, that doesn't sound right to say it, but I was so jealous that she was never going to have to live without her husband. She was never going to have to know this pain. She got to go with him. Mm. And for, I'm going to say for a couple of months, there were many mornings I woke up and just instantly, instantly sad that I woke up. And so, do inst- you want to know what I used to say in those that? early days? I would wake up and I'll be like, "Oh shit, I'm still here. I'm still here, and I have to make it through the day." Like mm-hmm. that, literally every morning, you know. Right. And, and eventually, it went away. But yeah, it was, you know, and also like coupled with many nights, I'll dream about him. Mm-hmm. So in oh. my dream, he's alive. Mm. And then, you know, like there's that fraction of a second and then you wake up and it's like, oh, it was like being re-traumatized like every, yeah. I yeah, agree. And yeah. I have to say, this is terrible, but the dreams that I've had where Scott is in them, first of all, he doesn't say much. Mm. And that was so not like him. Mm. He was a very, <laughs> he could talk, talk, talk. He could talk a blue streak as my grandma would say, but he, um, he's very quiet in my dreams mm. and my dreams have a theme of, I find him in my dreams and he's been living a completely different life this whole time. And that's depressing in itself. That's where my brain takes me is, well, he's not gone. He's just gone from your life. Yeah. And that's another, that's a whole nother layer. That sucks. Yeah. We probably have to do a whole deep dive into um, (laughs) dreams and signs and that kind of thing. That would be a really great conversation. For sure. Um, Because in my dreams, he's like, all up in my business. <laughs> oh, like, he's critiquing you. Like, like we're, we're going out to the restaurant. Oh. I mean, we're doing, like, living oh. life. <laughs> so, that's that's I hard know. to wake it's, up from. It's, yeah, yeah. There was one time, it's so funny, we were going to London, the kids and I, and um, I think, like, a few nights before, I dreamt that we were all driving to the airport together oh. and we forgot our passports. Oh, <laughs> And so it felt like he was, because he was like the, the yeah. gatherer and the, the, organizer the organizer of the travel. And he's like, don't forget your stuff. Make sure. Oh my gosh. I know. That's crazy. That is crazy. And I told the kids and they're like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Isn't I know. that crazy? Yeah. All these years later, still the kind of crazy yeah. thoughts and dreams that you have. But, but to, you know, to keep going, um, after a while and you won't really notice the day that it happens but there'll be a couple of days maybe strung together where you wake up and you realize you hadn't had that thought that my first thought upon my eyes opening isn't oh i'm still here here. yeah that'll go away it'll go away and you know there will be times when you wake up and there's something excited you might have something to to. look forward to and if if boy, if the pandemic didn't change a whole lot of that, 
Oh my gosh. I, I guess I have to be grateful that I lost Scott, you know, two and a half years before the pandemic. So I had a little bit of time to kind of get used to things before the pandemic shut everything Everything. down. That was like a whole whole different way of thinking for sure. And we're still there. I mean, we are talking about things never being the same to bring it full circle. Exactly. Life will not be the same. No, it won't. Pandemic. So no, I mean, it'll, it'll not be far from our thoughts. Uh -uh. I think it ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be thinking about, Oh, vaccines still and oh resurgence of you know and then policies i mean policies are being written for covid Mm -hmm. like all over the place exactly yeah just oh but we want to hopefully leave on just a you know just a happy note because summer you know with summer coming to a winding down Mm -hmm. um and the fact that you know it felt like probably the first normal summer or quote unquote normal summer in in two and a half years yeah yeah to be able to go into places and not have Have that be your first thought yeah Yeah. is this is this a dangerous situation yeah absolutely so um anything fun going on for you this weekend well you and i both have um pop-up camp widow here in denver i know Uh, um next week so um that'll be That'll be a great one-day version of camp. Good way to um, show the benefits of Camp Widow and just how rewarding the whole experience is. Absolutely, for people here in the in the Rocky Mountain area to come to Denver and just experience, you know, just the camaraderie and the support and the hope. Exactly, and, and see it on on full display. On full display, and so we're not happy that it's a camp for widows, but mm. on boy, you will get a lot out of it I if agree. you are. So and yeah, just lifelong friendships. Like I met, I Kim. know, right? <laughs> if it if it weren't for soaring spirits, we wouldn't be having we're this not, conversation. Not even a bit. Yeah, no, we so. wouldn't have met. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, so. so. Hashtag silver linings. There you go. There you go. I have met many, many wonderful new people since Scott died. And because Scott died. Right. So there is a silver lining right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for listening. And it definitely won't be this long before the next one. No, no, it (laughs) won't be. We'll come to um, a recap of Camp Widow, Denver, pop-up. Yes. Yes. We will talk about just the wonderful experience and we wish you all the best um feel free to reach out to us at any time at the winning hour at gmail.com we would love to hear from you absolutely and shout out to sherry thank you for that lovely email that was lovely yes Yes, thank you yes yes. all right till next time till next time take care